Welcome to the Mind Over Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Carly Crew, a mom to twin girls, small town family doctor, and an anxiety and mindset coach for moms and mompreneurs. Let's face it, motherhood is an adventure, and it can be all-consuming if we let it. I believe that too often we lose ourselves when we become mothers, and our lives run us rather than us running our lives. This podcast is designed for the multi-passionate but overwhelmed mom who is ready to master her mindset, quiet the chaos, and create the life and business of her dreams without sacrificing what's important to her. Each week on this show, I'll bring expert tips, guest interviews, and a healthy dose of honesty to help you finally step back into your power and create the life you've always wanted. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome. If you're tuning in, we think we're live. And uh, welcome to the very first Mind Over Motherhood live podcast recording. I am super excited to have one of my huge mompreneur crushes on with me for my very first debut Mind Over Motherhood live recording. So please help me welcome Michelle Knight, who is a branding and business coach and the owner of brandmary.com. Michelle, thank you so much for being here with me. Thanks for having me. The love is mutual. All right. Uh, thank so, you. <laughs> it's an honor to be here first. Uh, Michelle works with female entrepreneurs to create an authentic, captivating, and money-making brand through the power of story. In just nine months, Michelle launched her freedom-based business and left her nine to five while raising a brand new adorable baby who's now three or four. He's four. 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 Crazy how fast it goes. Mm -hmm. Just one year into her online coaching business, Michelle created a six-figure business and a thriving community of women who wanted to follow in her footsteps and share their own story. She now spends her time supporting women to achieve time, financial, and location freedom while traveling the world with her little family of three in their RV and exploring life with her son. So thank you so much again. I think if anybody's been following my podcast or following me on online, they know that your story is very attractive to me for a lot of reasons. Yes, of course. <laughs> Specifically the traveling and the RV. As you know, we've been renovating our fifth wheel and we're hoping to move into it maybe in a couple of weeks here. Fingers crossed all goes well. So I'm really excited to talk about that as well as talk about your story and building a business, how you decided to build a business, all those sorts of things. So to get started, would you mind just telling me a little bit about, you know, your foray into entrepreneurship? And I know that's a big, long story, but you know, just kind okay, of like what, you know, when, what was that moment that told you like, okay, it's time for me to do this for real? Mm, yeah, totally. So I had my son four years ago um, in December of 2015. And at the time, through my whole pregnancy, his birth, all of that, I was like, I'm going back to work. I had no intentions of not going back. And then about a month into a very difficult postpartum experience, I looked at my husband while lying on the couch, crying, <laughs> breastfeeding, the whole thing. And I said, I don't want to go back to work. And he was like, okay, pump the brakes a minute. Let's talk about this. And I'm, I have the most amazing husband. He is so supportive. And so we started this conversation of what does this look like? What kind of business did I want to create? Because I had no idea what I would even create an online business around. I had just seen somebody post that they had an online business 
And I was like, okay, I want that. So that happened in about January of 2016. I went back to work in March of 2016. And then over the course of about eight months, nine months, I built my business to a place where I signed a client and I left my job <laughs> on a whim. What did you do before? What did you do before online business? Yeah, so I have a background in public relations and communications. So I worked at a PR firm for a really long time, um, but then I really fell in love with the nonprofit world. So I worked at a couple of nonprofits, but at the time that I left corporate slash nonprofit, I was a communications manager and an advocacy coordinator. Oh, cool. So a job that yeah. you liked, right? A job that I loved you didn't like, but all of a sudden it was just that huge paradigm shift. And I think so many people, so many women can relate to that. Like I know even myself, I'm not planning on leaving my job full time at any time, I don't think, but, but that kind of paradigm shift of, I want to be home more, you know, I want to be able to have flexibility. Totally. And I, I I love my job. I'm still friends with all of my old coworkers. Like if I were ever to go back to any job, I would just go back to the one that I had. But I did, I had a moment where I was like, well, I I really want to be home, which was very new to me, but I still wanted to have a career because I love being a career woman. I really love working. I love creating. I love all of that. And so I wanted to find a way that that would work for my family and I, and kind of honor both of those feelings that I was having. So I set out and did it. And (laughs) there were a lot of failures along the way, but here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's like the beautiful thing about working online is that you really get to build it. There's of course millions of ways. And I think that's one thing that slows people up is that there's just so much overwhelming, you know, advice and ways to do things to build a business online to be successful. But Mm -hmm. I think that's the beautiful thing about it is that it's so customizable and it can be exactly what you create it to be. And so how did you come to decide that like branding and marketing and all the awesome stuff that you do, how did you decide that that was your thing? Yeah. So I invested in a group program like right away that was going to help me start a business (laughs) because I was like, let's make this happen fast. And right away, I actually looked at my husband and I was like, you know, we could do this together. You could do website design and I, and and the actual design work, and I could help women through the process of figuring all this out. So Mm -hmm. Rand and Mary actually started as a website and branding design company, and we never signed a single client. So we built the whole website, the whole backend, everything. And then about six months in, I said, yeah, no, I think I want to do this by myself and I want to be a coach. (laughs) Again, my husband's like, okay, great. (laughs) You know, so I, through my journey of like building the website and creating all the systems and all that, I was like, wow, I love this stuff. And I really think that I can support more women. And I also, also had a, a period of time where I got really trapped in comparisonitis and perfectionism was keeping me stuck. And when I figured out kind of my method that I now teach to get through that and find a brand that was truly authentic to me, I was like, I really want to share this with other women. So that's really how the whole thing started. And I started with one-on-one coaching and then I snowballed into more of like group coaching and then courses and membership site. And now we have, you know, a plethora of things at this stage. Totally. I think that that's one thing, this is like totally going off from what I plan to talk about, but that doesn't matter. Um, I think the one thing that we don't, or at least I don't notice is discussed a lot in online business. And this kind of will tie into our discussion on perfectionism is that like you evolve so much when you start a business, right? Like where I was uh, when I started to now is like black and white night and day. I mean, we work together to help me kind of redesign and reconnect with who my business, what my business was going to be and mm-hmm. who my business was going to serve. Right. And I think that that's sometimes what very, very new entrepreneurs don't 
know is that what right. you set out with initially, it's okay if that's not what is the thing that works for you, right? Absolutely. And I always say, I mean, I'm a big advocate of like purpose work and what's the mission behind your business because I've just found working with hundreds of entrepreneurs that the purpose and the mission doesn't shift that much. It's how you achieve that, right? So like yeah. I first started wanting to help women uh, share their story through their business and through their branding. And yeah. I did, I'm still doing that today, but now yeah. it's really evolved into doing it more with like personal development as well. It's not right. just through business stuff. And so the mission has always been the same, but yeah. how I do it and the strategies and stuff have always changed. And I think that's kind of the key, like figuring out, Hey, what am I working toward? What's the big picture vision? Yeah. And just checking in with yourself every single time you pivot to say, is this still in alignment with that big vision that I have for myself? Yeah, no, that's an excellent uh, way to describe it because I agree with you. It's like we, you start usually with, a, I kind of have a sense of this is what I want to do or this is how I want to help or this is the purpose I have for this business. But the very fine tuning that comes along the way is like how you do it the best and how you get your own process, right? And because that's mm -hmm. what you can really show up and confidently sell is when you've distilled your own process, right? That you can then turn around and share with somebody else and help them help them do what you did, which is super Absolutely. awesome. Yeah. And I think too, I mean, you know, I'm a huge advocate for getting started, right? Like yeah. you have to start. And when we're so like worried about perfecting it or having it exactly how it's supposed to be, we just don't start. We keep delaying it, delaying it, delaying it. And we learn by doing like, I am only where I am today because I just kind of started and put myself out there with the design company. And then that evolved and kept going and going. So, you know, I'm all about that. Rip the bandaid off and Totally. To well, and that's what we were going to talk about tonight too. So I'm glad you kind of segued in that into that very naturally is perfectionism in business. Cause I know that's a part of your platform. Um, you know, working with anxiety and, and women who have a lot of worry and, and, and worry and perfectionism is the same thing more or less And perfectionism is just a form of anxiety in my opinion. And so talk to me a little bit about, you know, how do you see perfectionism showing up in women in their businesses specifically? Oh man, all kinds of ways. But I think the one that we see like on the surface is I got to get my website to a certain place and then I can do this. Or if I build out my course exactly, then I'll sell it. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and what I see is that the logic of getting things done is reversed oftentimes. So I've seen so many women who are like, I will perfect the course and then I will start building my community. Now, you know me, it's right. like, we got to start building our community and showing up, but they're afraid to show up. So they mm -hmm. stay behind the scenes and they work on the course or they work on the website or they get their workflows in place and HoneyBook or whatever thing they're using. And then they're like, oh, I'll show up in like a couple months, but we have to show up like right away. So that was like the first thing for me. And I see it in women time and time again. And then I think you know, I've done a lot of research on perfectionism. You obviously have as well. <laughs> I am not a doctor, uh, but I'm so fascinated with the childhood beliefs that are imposed on us as young women around perfectionism and how we should mm -hmm. appear uh, to other people, how we should act, how we, what is professional, what isn't professional, as well as then carrying the shame if we fail. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you're an entrepreneur and especially a solopreneur where it's just yeah. you and yeah. you're the creator and you run the whole thing, there's a lot of weight on our shoulders to show up and be perfect and not fail, especially if we have a family. And so that was very heavy in that for the first year. And I mm -hmm. see a lot of women, especially starting their business that mm -hmm. carry a lot of that, that weight. 
For sure. No, I, as you were saying that, I was like reflecting back on when I worked with one of my earliest coaches, my whole thing was like, I didn't know how to show up because my, my belief in myself was that I had to be this professional person, right? Cause that, that's been my career so far. So it really took a lot of time for, and, and, and personal work to like push through and just be like, just show up, just show up. Because I was used to only, you know, being in a very defined professional role that I didn't know how to, you know, I wasn't comfortable being like goofy on camera or right. like, you know, having a zit on my face or like whatever it was and messing up on video. Like it, it took me a long time to get comfortable on video. Still to this day, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it sometimes. Right. Um, and so I think that's huge. It's like expecting that you, that you have to be perfect or look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think too, like it, it, we carry over from corporate because so many of us left corporate or like I said, it, it came from being the valedictorian or the all-star yeah. soccer player or whatever happened in high school. But I also think that we look at other entrepreneurs and we see, I always say, you know, they're chapter 10, right? Yeah. Like you, like for instance, I, yeah. a lot of people will see where I am now and they're like, oh, I'm not there. Why am I not doing this? It's like, you missed four years, yeah. right? Like you missed like 25 chapters of me crying into my pillow of not being able to pay the bills. Like you don't see that anymore. And so we, this, it just keeps going unless we really constantly are reminding ourselves that you know, our story is unique and we have to show up in our own way and that's what's going to attract our community. And I think the same goes not entrepreneur related, right? Like you mm -hmm. compare yourself to your friends and other people as well. We have to remind ourselves that like, this is our journey that we are on and we've got to do it our way and, and not worry about where everybody else is because it's just yeah. going to throw us off. Yeah. I know we've spoken before a little bit in, in DMs and stuff about, about writing books. And I was actually just this week writing my chapter on perfectionism. And it's like, nice. it's so true. It's like just that we, we get this idea. And I talk about in the book that like, I feel like it's a bit of a, uh, on one hand, society tells us like, oh, you can't be perfect. Perfectionism doesn't exist or being perfect doesn't exist. But then on the other hand, it's like, but it'd be nice if you could get everything done. Like, you know, like we'd like yeah. you to like in a perfect way, right? Like, yeah, okay. You don't have to do all the things, mom, but at the same time, like dinner and laundry and all these things and do all, all of it perfect and show up on social media and all these different things. Right. So we kind of get this like double sided story on how we're supposed mm -hmm. to be not realizing that the, really the way through it is just like plow on through and be yourself. <laughs> however, it shows up. Right. Yeah. yeah. And in reality, that's what your community will love you for anyways, is, you know, your mess ups and your show up with messy hair and all these different things that you think are hide away that you mm -hmm. want to hide right but that you shouldn't so people want to see that you are real like yeah. I don't know about you but if I see someone that appears completely like they have their stuff together I'm yeah. like there's something wrong here <laughs> like yeah, what are we not seeing behind the curtain yeah. and I mean it took me a long time to get there as well. Like I remember my first Periscope. Yes, I started, it makes me feel so old when like Periscope was a thing. Like yeah. it's crazy. And I remember my first live, like I like went up in my room, I had like my makeup done. My son and my husband were downstairs. Nobody could talk. I had my note cards. I was like shaking. Yeah. And now I go live and I'm like, what's up guys? <laughs> like, and it took a while to get here, but it really was just constantly showing up and just fine-tuning how I wanted to present myself online in the most authentic way and just practicing that and practicing that. It's like a muscle. You just build it and it gets stronger and stronger and stronger over time. But that first step off that ledge or jump or whatever is terrifying. Yeah. But you got to do it. There's no other way around it. For like the first year, right? Like, like we say yeah. the first step, take the first step. And then people are like, well, how many first steps do I have to take? Like every day. <laughs> 
every day is right. Like your first website launch, your first Facebook post, your first Instagram, your first live video, your first course launch. You're like, I yeah. keep going all the time. Every time it's pain. It's painful. I was, I forget what I was just listening to a podcast or something. And they were talking about that. Like, if you're not terrified, then you're probably not doing it right. <laughs> well, you know, it's so true. And I've really learned throughout my journey that it's uncomfortable, right? That's what we don't like is we're stepping outside of our comfort zone. And so many people who want to start their own business are stepping outside of stepping off the hamster wheel, right? They're stepping outside of what's been expected of them for so long mm -hmm. and just going through these motions of their life. And that's hard and it's uncomfortable, but that's the only way that we grow. Absolutely. Right. That's why it's yeah. painful, yeah. but it's totally worth it. Totally. Well, and that's the reason why, like, and I think you've said, and I say too, that like, you can have all the strategies in the world, but if you're hiding behind, like, if you don't have the mindset of like, okay, I got to push through. If every time you get hit with that fear that like, well, maybe I shouldn't be doing this and you listen, it won't matter. You can, you're, yeah. you're, all your strategies are hidden away behind your fear, right? So every time you have to be able to discern, you know, is this fear that I need to push through because it probably is. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, stepping outside of your comfort zone. And the one thing that was interesting for me is that like I, and it's, it's taken some work to come up with this on my own um, personal development, but that my career has been very, like my path so far has been very like input equals output, right? Mm -hmm. Like you go to school, you get a very solid job. You have a career. Like that's how my work, that's how my life has been right so far. Yeah. Medicine's a very guaranteed type of work. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, you're not really short on work ever. Um, and entrepreneurship is very different. And oh, yeah. a huge develop a huge personal development milestone for me is to realize that like I could put in a lot of input and get like <laughs> get none output and then put in zero input and get a, <laughs> lot, get of a lot of output. Yeah. And it was like, okay, this is different. This I'm gonna have to change. I'm gonna have to shift and and adjust here a bit. And yeah. It's a lot of trusting. And I think that has truly been my biggest growth aside from really overcoming my perfectionism and putting myself out there and, and finding my authenticity. Like I am not the woman that I was four years ago because I went on, I embarked on this journey. But I also think that like, I trust so much more now because I had to, and then I had to watch like reap the rewards from trusting, right? Like, yeah. even though it was terrifying, trusting that it was going to work out in, in my highest good, even yeah. if it wasn't exactly what I wanted in that moment, but knew that it was going to continue to move me forward. You know, like I always share the first time I launched my group program that has now brought in over $300,000 in my business, I made 1800 bucks. <laughs> if I would have been like, this yeah. didn't work, this sucked and threw it away. Yeah. I wouldn't be where I am today, but I just kept putting it out there and finding tuning it and going and going and going. So it didn't work out the way that I wanted it to, but I learned a very, very valuable lesson that has kept me going, you know, four years yeah. now. So good. So good. I think that that's that what you even just said right there is so important for new entrepreneurs to hear, right? Because too often, and I I've done it myself. I mean, I've pivoted so many times in what I'm going to offer. I'm like, I don't like it. Didn't work. I don't like it. Didn't work. I don't, without actually, right. Like committing and being like, I'm going to see it through. Like it's really hard to do that. So I think that's super important for people to hear is that, you know, probably, I don't know, you'd probably have a better guess than me, but I would say like 90% of people don't get it right. The first try or the, that sounds try. very accurate. Right? Maybe you might even be like 98%. Yeah. You know, and I always thought that everyone just knew what they were doing. And I remember 
seeing a woman that I followed and she said, you know, I've made a million dollars with this program. And the first time I had five people in it and that was yeah. like, you know, nine years ago or whatever. And I was like, holy moly, duh, duh, yeah. duh. Because yeah. we hear so much about overnight success and things happen like this. And I think it's the most detrimental message that is out there on the internet. Mm -hmm. And I shy away from that messaging and I'm super transparent about it in my community. Like there's no room for that here because yeah it can keep women from getting up, picking themselves up and going again and picking themselves up and going again because they hear that and they're like, is something wrong with me? Because yeah. I didn't have that success, but they're not telling you the full story. That's so important. That's so, so important. How did you cultivate having so much trust that everything would work <laughs> out? Which I know is like a huge question, but like, <laughs> I have like, you know, I guess I'm asking practical things. Like I have my, you know, my gratitude practices I do in the morning mm -hmm. and different things. Like, is there anything that you've like really worked into your day on a routine basis or even like your week that just kind of brings you back to that and helps you kind of trust in the process of anything? Totally. Yeah. And I mean, there was actually a moment where it all really shifted for me because I am, I, as I am a recovering perfectionist, because I think it's an ongoing journey, I'm also a recovering worrier, right? Mm -hmm. So like my husband is not. And so he was always like, what's going on? What's happening with you? And so I recognized that there was a disconnect. We were on like both ends and I was like, wait, it must be really nice where you live. Like, what is that like over there? And so actually the first book I ever read was around this that really shifted for me was Gabby Bernstein's The Universe Has Your Back. It's so funny. And I <laughs> like the book I have on my, I have an audio book of it and I listen, I go back to it every time I go back yeah. to it. Every time I get stressed, I go back to it and listen to it. It's so good. And I, I stumbled on it. I had to have been 2016 when all of this started happening, end of 2016, 2017. And I remember that that was the first time that I was like, okay, this is something that I can do. And then daily, you know, it, it used to be a heavier morning practice because mm -hmm. I was reprogramming my brain right? It wasn't just something I could do for like five minutes. I really needed to do like 45 minutes. I used to do meditation and just like really trying to, trying to calm my mind and journaling. And I used to do journal prompts and, and reading every single morning. Now it's, it's like second nature to me. I can bring okay. myself back a lot faster when I <laughs> find myself spiraling yeah. because that still happens, right? Nobody's perfect. But I think in the beginning, it was really surrounding myself with works of art from women who mm -hmm. could communicate it clearly. I used to watch a lot of EFT videos on YouTube. I did EFT work with a mentor, which is emotional freedom technique, mm -hmm. the tapping stuff, mm -hmm. and, um, and just tons and tons of journaling. Just be like, mm -hmm. what, what is this worrying really providing me? Mm -hmm. And it's always came back to a fear of failure which is deeply rooted in perfectionism. So it's like this fun circle <laughs> that yes. we get to just yeah. going around. But you know, like I said, I, I've built my muscle up so much now that like, if I know that I need to have a little connection time, I'll go outside and I'll journal, but it doesn't have to happen every single day anymore for me. Yeah. Which isn't is that nice. Lovely. That's awesome. Right. It's <laughs> awesome. Like, I think it's really important. And that's what I was hoping you were going to say is that mm -hmm. you had something that you did and it became more routine. And, um, and because I'm, I'm a huge proponent and I share with my audience all the time, but you know, having an intentional morning routine that you're not just like, oh, I and of course I'm a huge, uh, you know, workout, of course, but it's not like I just got my workout in, right? Like when you're starting out and your mindset is really like your biggest challenge, like you really have to be quite intentional about managing it every single day. Right. And like yeah. tending to the garden of your thoughts, you know? Yes. Like, yes. Is that, is that make sure you're taking out the weeds all the time and don't try to not let them get deep in there because it's so easy to fall into the fear spiral and the worry spiral and, and the fear of failure and everything. So to be intentional about it every day, I'm, Again, like I said, I'm a huge fan of Gabby as well. I have mm -hmm. the little cards. Actually, one of my yep. 
sent them to me and, and, and it's very powerful to just pull them out and just really reconnect with meditation or whatever. And I, I think it's so, so vital to, you know, if there was a, a how to build a business, an online business, like course, that's what it would teach is like the framework of, huh, imagine that it's like the framework of, you know, of building a mindset is that you need to, me- you need to meditate and you need to like fill your brain with positive thoughts. And it's mm-hmm. so important. Okay. Absolutely. Let's shift gears because I love this stuff and I, we could talk forever. Um, talk to me about the decision to sell everything and move into an RV because you yeah. know, that's something I'm so interested in. So back, going back to what's uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, my husband and I, and my son lived in our home. Um, my husband and I bought shortly after we got married. We asked, it's another one of those stories of we loved it. We loved our life. And I think that's what really makes my story different than a lot of the stories that we hear online is that there really wasn't anything wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. But I knew, and my husband knew that we could have more. And so it was never like we were trying to get away from something. It was like we were moving towards something else. And so we unfortunately lost my mother-in-law in in, um, September of 2018. Mm -hmm. And so after that happened, my husband had been home for a while and for on bereavement and he was about to go back. And I was like, Hey, what if we just did this? Like, what if you didn't have to work? And we just did the travel thing that we've been talking about for like five years. And, you know, I pulled out a spreadsheet and I crunched all the numbers and I was like, I just will make this much money (laughs) and it'll it'll be great. (laughs) And it'll just happen. And the next weekend we found an RV and then we listed our home and three days later we sold our home. So it's like, we just have constantly just been like trusting the process. And so we just really wanted to experience it. And so we set out in... Um, March of 2019, we traveled all last year, um, and we were out, but we are back in St. Louis now just because of everything that was happening in the yeah. world, just yeah. being with family and grounded. But yeah, we live in a 36-foot travel trailer. All our belongings are in there or this closet in my parents' house. Mm-hmm. We sold everything, and we said, well, let's just go for it. Yeah. And how has it been? Has it met your expectations since moving into the trailer? Oh, it's exceeded my expectations and brought up a lot of problems. <laughs> so it's <laughs> totally, again, it's just like any growth, right? You're just like, wow, this is amazing what I get to experience. You know, we've seen so many national parks and I wasn't, I didn't grow up like traveling around. Like I went to Florida and that was like it, but my husband grew up going camping in the national parks. And so he's like to, to be able to have him show me and my son, these experiences have been amazing. We've seen family all over the world. We spent, you know, the fall in the East Coast. So like all of that stuff has been so amazing, but growing as a family and as people has been the hardest yet most rewarding part of the experience because going out and then trying to run my business from the road. Like we joke about that. We talk about this all the time. Wi-Fi. Like I told you before this video, like I remember driving 45 minutes in Tennessee to upload a YouTube video. So like that was really, really hard. And then also just finding my routine, you know, it, mm-hmm. everything changed the habits. I'm a big habit person and, and everything had to change when we were on the road again, because time mm-hmm. zones were changing mm-hmm. and our environments were changing and all of that kind of stuff. So we really kind of got back to our roots when we were traveling that first year. Like I set new habits for myself and I've really honored those over the last year. And that's helped a ton, you know, our communication increased as a couple because we just had to talk about how we were feeling Mm -hmm. and um 
And then, like I said, just like the experiences that you have when you don't have to worry about much, you know, yeah. it's like, you've got your, yeah. your house yeah. and you don't have too much stuff. And we're very fortunate that I run my entire business online. Honestly, that was like the peak of our concern was just yeah. like, where's the internet? Yeah. <laughs> if I had to like whole ability to pay for anything, do we have internet? Yeah. <laughs> and you're always like, this place will definitely have it, right? And then you get there and you're like, why do I have two bars? What is going on? It's oh just so God. funny. That will definitely be something I will have to adjust to. Um, but it will be a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to it because um, if you're if you're not familiar with the podcast and you haven't listened to Mind Over Motherhood, you might not know that moving into our trailer is kind of on our agenda next. We have a 40 foot fifth wheel. Oh yeah, your thing is a beast and it's like it's gorgeous. Well, we <laughs> have fifth wheel. Well, we have like the twins and they're three uh-huh. and then we have three dogs that are coming in there with us which will be an adventure. And you can so, do it. People do it with eight kids. Oh my God. I know. Actually, that's what gave us this idea is we had followed, like we had started like looking into it. We went through this process of, you know, downsizing, downsizing by, we thought small, buy a smaller house. And then we didn't like that idea either. And we just went smaller and smaller and smaller. Uh-huh. And before we knew it, I'm like, what about a trailer? And here we are. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's a big, it's a big, it's a big trailer. But yeah, we started following a bunch of people and there's like one, family that has like nine kids in a know, it's a whole world yeah it yeah. was just like entrepreneurship like the second I found someone that was an yeah. entrepreneur I was like whoa what is this world and then as soon totally. as I started exploring the RV life because we were just going to do like a tiny home yeah. and then we we were like well that's that those are like ninety thousand dollars and at the yeah. time we could not afford that so we were like let's get a you know a travel trailer once we looked into that world, I was like, wait, where are all these people? And then you start going out and you're like, oh, hi. Like you're meeting all of these people who are doing this with so many kids and homeschooling. And it's it's a really, really beautiful world. It's so rooted in experiences. Mm -hmm. And that is really important to us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's something that if, if we stop doing this at any point in time, it's something that will carry with us, you know, when we have our house or whatever, yeah. it's just always about the experiences. Yeah. Do you have plans? I mean, I know COVID and the pandemic has kind of screwed with everyone's plans. I know it very much, it hasn't really screwed with ours. It's just adjusted them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to say, um, ha- ha- is this changing your guys' plans? Do you, ha- I know, I think you were planning on traveling to Europe next Yes, we, are, we had booked a three-month trip to Europe. That is not happening anymore. So our plan was actually to travel a couple more places until July. And then we were going to Europe for three months and then doing more travel next year overseas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are actually just staying put through the summer and have started to kind of explore uh, buying land. Oh, nice. And still having the RV and still traveling, but yeah. just feeling a little bit more grounded because this mm-hmm. has just really reminded us that like having a home base is beautiful mm-hmm. and um and yeah but we, I don't think we'll ever stop traveling mm-hmm. we're just not going to Europe <laughs> this year which this is year. like yeah <laughs> but I'm getting sad. over it yeah <laughs> right it's like I, I always tell people like everyone is grieving in their own way through this experience like everyone has lost something mm-hmm. and my husband looked at me the other day and he's like I think I've hit the like this is sad now that like this whole trip that we had planned and had been yeah. planning for a long time. But again, we will get, we'll get over it. Just yeah. like, you know, it's, it's ain't no thing, but yeah, yeah, things have changed and it's just required us to, again, have a conversation as a couple and have journaling sessions with myself. And like, what do I want in this season of life? And, 
and what does this look like for our family? And I think it's, we've been trusting the, mm-hmm. the path this whole time mm-hmm. and it hasn't let us down. So so awesome. Yeah. I I always have to remind myself because I get a little bit panicked. Like our home is way too big for us, which we should have known, Mm -hmm. but we didn't. That's okay. Um, and, and the thought is, I think we're, I think we're around 3,200 square feet in this home. And so like to go from this, yeah, to go from (laughs) this house to however big this little trailer is. But then I always remember is like the reason we're moving into the trailer is not to be in the trailer. Right. Totally. Right. To a tiny place to have that world be your backyard and to be able to travel more and to be able to explore so much more. And honestly, people ask me all the time, like, why did you guys come home? And and I said, it just what you said. I was like, we set out on this adventure to experience different places and to not live in our trailer. But because of everything that was happening in the world, we were have had to stay in our trailer. And I was like, I didn't sign up for this. (laughs) I didn't sign up for us just chilling in 32, 32 feet. I can tell you that much. (laughs) (laughs) And we were in Sedona at the time time and like all the rocks were closed and I was like I see them but I can't get to them mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know it's just yeah yeah harder right you're like I can do all these amazing things but I can't actually leave these tiny yeah. walls <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> well this was a lot of fun Michelle thank you so much for interviewing again because okay. everybody might not know but this is our second go round at this because of the wi-fi because of wi-fi <laughs> So, you know, I think the, the, the summary of the podcast is like, no matter where you are, there will be great things, but there will also be challenges. So mm-hmm. yeah, you just get to choose which challenges you want. Yep. So thank you so much for being um, on Mind Over Motherhood. Can you please share with the listeners where they can find you, how they can connect with you and learn from you? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm hanging out on Instagram. It's kind of my favorite place to show behind the scenes, show the travel, family life, um, at Michelle Knight Co. And then my website is brandmary, B-R-A-N-D-M-E-R-R-Y.com. And I have a blog that comes out weekly. I have a podcast, the Beautiful Climb podcast. I have tons and tons of resources if you're an entrepreneur interested in branding and marketing yourself online. Absolutely. And I can absolutely vouch for Michelle's value and her podcast is amazing. Everything's amazing that she does. So you should totally check her out, head on over to Instagram, give her a follow. And if you're listening to this episode, be sure to screenshot and tag us both. So we know you're listening and we can say hello. And thank you so much for listening to Mind Over Motherhood. Thank you so much for listening to the Mind Over Motherhood podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can get updated each week when a new episode is released. Have comments or questions about this episode? Reach out to me on either Instagram or Facebook at Carly Crew or through my website at carlycrew.com. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful if you could share it with someone you love or snap a screenshot and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me so I can say hello. As always, remember, you're meant for more mama and there's nothing wrong with that.